This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tom Offerman, Jacob Brecht, and Kellen Gersky with you here on another episode of Steelers Standard. On this episode, Dallas or Houston? Which Texas franchise is really screwing up this quarterback situation that they have the most? But before we get to that, some other headlines don't speak yet. (laughs) Some other headlines to get to. Washington football team today announced the release of Alex Smith after winning NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He won around five or six games with the Washington football team this year. Uh, Really was responsible for them getting to the playoffs uh, unfortunately, when they got there, he wasn't able to mm-hmm. have that showdown yeah. with Tom Brady. And you really was hoping to see that because yeah. what a story that would have been. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith versus Tom Brady. Alex Smith not even thinking he'd be able to play football again after Let his alone, brutal yeah, injury. Play Let football alone, or walk even. Live, yeah. yeah. Let alone go up against Tom Brady yeah. uh, in what we now know would have been the first step to his seventh Super Bowl win. Uh, but really incredible stuff that he was able to do. The fact that he not only just was able to take one snap, but that he won multiple football games yeah. and got a team to the playoffs is really incredible. Did uh, you guys see that Matthew Barry suggested that they rename the award after him, the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year? Ugh. I mean, let's relax a little. bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's enough. <laughs> I'm not. That. I'm we just. Have... I'm just the messenger here. Yeah. Matthew Barry is the one who suggested. Well, what do you think? You brought it up, so I have a feeling no. that you like it. No, because as of week eleven, I thought Ben Roethlisberger was going to win the award. And Maybe then... he still should have won the award. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger yeah. won his division. Oh, I guess Alex Smith technically did too. But Ben did. Did with a that much better with a record, and yeah. Four record, yeah. seven and nine. But it's interesting now where Alex Smith sits because he's not retiring. If he was going to retire, he would have done that yeah. already, and Washington wouldn't have had to release him. He clearly has aspirations to play, and he can clearly still play. I guess I I don't know if he's able to suit up for a full sixteen game season. Uh, maybe not, but he kept getting derailed this year. Remember yeah. with injuries and. He had an infection on his other foot. Yeah. Uh, not the foot that, you know, he had all the problems with, I believe, but he had an infection on his other foot that kept him out this year as well. So it's just really interesting to me to see what the market's going to be like for Alex Smith. And does the team bring him in with starting aspirations, or is he simply just a guy that you want to bring in to be a backup to one of your young quarterbacks and be a mentor role? Well, I mean, I think – I don't know. Um like, what if Buffalo went out? Matt Barkley is a pretty good backup, but what if Buffalo went out and got him on the cheap as a backup to Josh Allen just to, you know, mentor role? If Josh Allen does get hurt, you can slide in and win a couple games for us. I wouldn't like that. I'd rather see him start. I'd rather see him Alex play. Alex Smith start? Yeah, he you could. You think he still can? He could. I think okay. he can start for a handful of teams. I mean, name them now, both of you. Well, he. Where do you want to? See I think Alex he. Smith I now? think he could start for Washington, but obviously they <laughs> That's don't. Obviously not going to um, happen. No. They don't. So you that's where he out. could start if if a certain guy doesn't work out. If Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, he could easily start Ooh, in Philly. Yeah, Slide him into that's Philly. Fair. I mean, I, I, kinda... I like that move actually, bringing him into Philly, and then you start with Jalen Hurts though. You know, it would be another great story. <laughs> yeah, too. you would start with Jalen Hurts. Assuming Cam Newton doesn't return to New England, Alex Maybe. Smith. As a talk about a game manager. That's someone who Bill Belichick can just say, I own you. You're going to do it exactly as I say. And Alex Smith will have no problem with that. 
What if the Chiefs brought him back as the backup to Mahomes? I wouldn't like that at all. Why? Because you're not going to see you, him. You what, personally wouldn't like that because you just want to see Alex Smith. Well, but football also, move wise, that would be a great move for the Chiefs and Brown Also, Smith. you talked about him going to Buffalo to kind of help Josh Allen. What help does Patrick Mahomes need? I guess that's a really good point. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really, really need that mentoring. much point. No. But it's just a nice story, you know. Hey, come back to Kansas City and be the backup for us. Maybe Chicago, if Chicago, Chicago was the on team from that Mitch came Trubisky. In, Denver, know, well. maybe. Denver. Um, Patriots are a very good option. I think the Patriots and the Eagles. Jacob brought up a good point. Yeah, but. I think those two are fair. Um, but, I mean, I think he can still play. I think I, I, I think, think so, too. That's why I would rather see him as a starter than a backup mentor position. It's just, like like Tom just said, like it is tough, though, because there's not a ton of teams um, that would take him. And I don't even know what his, what his cap hit would be. Um, but regardless of all that, like what he was able to do to come back and play is remarkable, and it's a great story. Um, it's just kind of unfortunate that it ends with him getting cut when he, you know, kind of, as you said, Tom, was kind of responsible for them going to the playoffs. And he played, you know, pretty well down the stretch. I mean, he played pretty darn well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, whenever they needed a big play, it seemed like Alex Smith was the guy they went to. And, um, you know, Logan Thomas had a big game in that uh, in that game against the Steelers, too. So, um, you know, again, it's kind of. It's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I get why Washington did it. They probably didn't want to pay him anymore. It's kind of a, a thank you for doing what you did, but you know, we don't want you anymore. It kind of it kind of stings for him. But you're right. I, I mean, I think he definitely is going to have a job somewhere, whether it's starting or not. Um, he's definitely going to be a backup somewhere. And let me tell you something: you could do a lot worse as a backup than Alex Smith. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a ton of worse options. Um, you're than feeling, Alex Smith. You're feeling great if your backup is Alex Smith. And that's <laughs> this year versus five years ago. I mean, he's still a, a capable quarterback. He's I mean, he took his he took his Chiefs to what, the AFC championship game one year, maybe the divisional round at least, but he's a playoff caliber quarterback. A transition here, I mean, we started talking about the two teams in Texas who are mishandling their quarterbacks. If Either of those teams lose their quarterbacks, the Dallas Cowboys losing Dak Prescott or Houston losing Deshaun Watson. I could see Alex Smith, you know, kind of sliding into either of those teams. Probably he would prefer Dallas just because of the amount of talent. And, and Houston's going to stink regardless. So. Right. So maybe he wouldn't do Alex Smith any favors going to Houston. But Alex Smith and Dallas, if Dak somehow doesn't end up there playing there in 2021, wouldn't it be the worst thing to happen to Alex Smith? Looking at those two quarterback situations that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode in Houston and in Dallas, they're different in some ways, but in a lot of ways they're the same because it's two franchise-level quarterbacks that are really being screwed over by their franchises. And, you know, looking at Houston starting there, I said it on an earlier episode of Steelers Standard. It just feels like it's really petty. And, Kellen, you thought it was really petty on both sides. At this it point, was, it, yeah. It is still, I think, too. But Yeah, to a degree. Now it's just you got to try to trade the guy. And, and maybe I'm just trying to speak something into existence because I'm a fan and I want to talk about a potential Deshaun Watson trade and a new team for him. But I could see where the Texans are probably waiting as the closer the draft approaches, teams get a little bit more desperate to make deals. Maybe they throw in an extra first-round pick what or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're starting to feel a little bit spicy when you're a GM around draft time, and Deshaun Watson's name's really sitting in the back of your head yeah. and has been for months. And you know what? Yeah, I will throw in that extra first-round pick that two months ago I really wasn't willing to part away with. But we'll see how that works out. It's just it's clear that he will not – 
stay with Houston next year. Mm-hmm. He'll be on another team. He elevates another team to a playoff potential mm-hmm. no matter what just by walking through the door. But it's not all guaranteed because he led the league in passing yards this year and finished 4-12. and So yeah. it's not an <laughs> end-all, be-all. You mortgage the farm for Deshaun Watson, you better have some pieces around him because if not, you're going to be right in the same boat the Texans are in. Yeah, um, and when you look at Houston, uh, I mean, I guess – you can compare both situations. They're not the same, but they kind of are when you strip away the details of it. And and it's that there are two really good quarterbacks that um, don't know where they're going to play next year, obviously. And um, to be honest with you, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Jalen Ramsey went on a podcast. I don't know if he's like close with Deshaun Watson or if he's had conversation with Deshaun Watson or what it is. Playing the same division, so they saw each other twice a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, but Ramsey said that he doesn't believe that um, that Watson's going to play another down for the Texans. He doesn't believe that even if it you know it comes down that he doesn't get traded, he doesn't get moved, he's not going to play another down for the Houston Texans. So. He believes he won't. Like he'll no, sit he, out. he believes that he's going to sit out. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if I buy that. What do you guys think? If what if it came down to it and he never got traded and training camp rolled around, I'm sure he'd sit out of training camp in the preseason. But you, that first you, week, you, you think, think he'd he's sit playing? Out? You think he's playing? You think he's going to risk injury, and so that devalues him for any other team that's willing to go out there and get him? Maybe yeah, the next, tr- maybe the next year. I, so you think he's going to really? So what's the? But what's he going to? You got to trust that the Texans are going to trade you next year. They just spent a whole offseason not trading you this year. How long is his deal? Actually, I'm going to look that up right now. It runs for at least a couple years past this, so it's not like this is just like, oh, I can wait like Love Bell did and not play, and then I'm a free agent. They can't really do anything yeah. to me next year. It's it's a completely different story for Watson. So, I mean, the whole conversation we're having right now is how the franchises have been mishandling the quarterback situation and the quarterback as as human beings. So, I, I don't – no, I do not see Deshaun Watson saying – Okay, I tried, and I guess I failed, so I'll play for you guys who have showed me zero efforts in in trying to build a team around me. I understand what you're saying, but Watson might not have a choice. Um, I mean, he's under contract with the Texans until 2025. That's four years. How much money does he lose by sitting out? A lot. A ton of money, and... That's through the meat of his prime, and again, right. are you going to sit out for four years? You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. He, like you said, Tom. Like if he if he watches game one, right, and he's sitting on his couch at home, sees game one, and he realizes, man, what if they win? What if they're one zero, and he's like, oh man, I can really help this team. Now. Or or he's just sitting there like. I want to play. Like I'm itching to play. I don't care I whether it's paid, I, well. That's yeah. That's that's the next point I was gonna make. I want to play and like I want to get paid. It's not like he comes to the Texans. He's playing for a league minimum. No, I mean, he's, I mean you're making like, your yeah, money. He's making a ton of money. Right. I mean, and I think this is kind of the point I made when I said that Watson was being petty because at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, like you're going to make money. Like if you play. Regardless of whether you play for the Texans or you play for anybody else, I mean, I know that the Houston, the Texans, they absolutely stink. I get that. And you don't want to play there and they haven't yeah. helped you. But at the same time, they're still paying you. Like, that's what I mean when I say it's petty. I get why Deshaun Watson wants out, but I don't know if he has a choice, like, whether or not he's going to play this year. Like, he might not play week one, he might not play week two, but. Are you really going to sit there and miss out on those game checks while you're while you're just sitting at home? And are you going to do it until 2025? No, of course not. So he might not have a choice. No, I, I don't. I, I don't see this going. I mean, 
I don't know about you guys. I don't see Deshaun Watson being a Houston Texan by the time 2025 rolls around. I don't either. But I mean, but right now you're saying, but he, right he's now play. he's got to, mm-hmm. uh, or else it's you lose out on a whole year's worth of salary. And do you really want to do that? Um, I mean, I'm not Deshaun Watson. I don't make as much money as Deshaun Watson. Far from it. No, we're, but, we're pretty close. We're but, on our way. <laughs> but I sure as hell don't want to miss out on a year's salary. I don't think any human being want to mi- wants to miss out on a year's salary. Now, the Dak Prescott situation in Dallas is a little different, but the, he still has no real freedom when it comes to this situation because the Cowboys can just franchise tag him. The difference is Dak could absolutely sit out this season, mm-hmm. and since he does not have a long-term contract, he will become a free agent eventually and can demand some money on the open market. But, again, that's tough to just do as an athlete, to just sit out willingly a year in 2020 or excuse me in 2021 instead of taking the franchise tag and then just being an unrestricted free agent in 2022 where I guess the Cowboys could franchise tag you again but they would look terrible if they did that uh the public outcry would be awful but still it's it's crazy to me that and you have to also remember this the Cowboys haven't franchise tagged back yet and they could if they wanted to when did they have until Tuesday Tuesday. There's Tuesday. only been one player that a tag's been slapped on Justin Simmons in Denver mm-hmm. so far. And there will so, be more to come. There will be. But it's just interesting to see that they have not slapped that tag on. And they did say in Denver's situation, because it was the second year that they tagged Simmons, that this was just a placeholder. They have until July to work out a long-term deal once the tag is placed. So it's just interesting to see that the Cowboys, and maybe they're waiting to do this Monday next week or Tuesday at the deadline, they haven't at least put that tag on Prescott to protect him completely. Yeah. Um, Do you see it a possibility of Dak sitting out if they give him the tag? And more so than Deshaun Watson because – Well, he's got the ability to do so, but do you see him taking it as an insult saying, you're going to tag me and not sign me, I'm not going to play? Do you see that happening as – as Well, he played on the cap or on the tag last year. Right, but it's, it's, million it's a little dollars. different. That's going to go up the... this year because of Mahomes' deal and – but it's a little different playing on the cap for a second straight year. It is, year. but that's still going to be well north of $30 million guaranteed. Well, I mean, it's tough to just not play for. Last year, he played on a $31.4 million franchise tag. It's yeah. going to be more than that. That's what I mean. I mean, it'd be hard to walk away. F- and that's guaranteed money once that, once franchise, that franchise tag, tag is, signed. is on you. So, I mean, if they do place it on him, I, mm. I don't think that he would not play because it is guaranteed money. Um, no matter what happens to you during the season, if you know a freak injury like what happened this year happens again, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to make uh, th- over thirty, probably over thirty five, thirty six million dollars. Yeah, how much guaranteed money is he going to get in a deal with another team because he's coming off that injury? Not like uh, that. You know what I mean? I mean, he might yeah. get more guaranteed money than thirty five million, thirty two million dollars, but I don't think it'd be that much more. I think he'd get a north of a hundred million dollar total contract, but. Guaranteed probably around like $40, $50 million. So, yeah, you want to get that. That's an extra $20 million, $15 million. But, again, if you get that tag slapped on you, and I think Dallas is going to be a good team next year, whereas Houston is just trash all around Deshaun Watson. It's an attractive situation for Dak to come back to and play under that tag. Of course. I mean, it's a much better team, and he, he's got the he's got the capabilities to win with them too. And – that just drives your market up, the market for Dak Prescott. So it's definitely two different situations. I'm just confused as to what Dallas is doing. 
they're just twiddling their thumbs, it seems like, when they should have taken care I of I feel business. like NFL teams love to just wait until deadline days to yeah. slam things through. But at the same time, all you're doing, I mean... Is and, further upsetting Dak. Right. You're, you're, Maybe you're, not upsetting, but just making you're, you're, the waters a little murkier. I think you're sending the, the wrong message, even yeah. though you're, not, you're probably not trying to. By not doing anything and by not either A, slapping the franchise tag on them, or B, creating a long-term deal... Dak's just sitting there like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because at the end of the day, Dak doesn't really have a, a lot of control on what happens to him. I mean, his options are either one, you get the franchise tag, two, you get a long-term deal, or three, well, if I don't get a tag, I'm not going to sign a deal either. I mean, because there there's no contract talks right now. I mean, and as we said, the Cowboys have until Tuesday at four next week to do that. But what do they want? Like, I don't what know. What do the Cowboys that, want? That's my point is out what of, do they out of want? Dak or just with Dak? No, what do they want at a quarterback? Like what mm. what do they see that could possibly be better than Dak? Right. And on top of that, even if they do um give him a, a long-term deal like they put one in front of him, he can say no, I don't want to do it. Or he you know, it is up to him once a contract is given, you know, is given to him like he can say no. Um you know, it is his decision, but at the same time the Cowboys are going to have to do something that to tell Dak like you know, you can't refuse this this contract. We have to make if you're the Cowboys, you have to make him a deal that he can't refuse. But at the same time, is the is the relationship so fractured by the fact that you're not communicating at all? Is he going to sign that deal? You also have to take into account that the franchise tag's gonna be, I just looked it up, it's gonna be around like thirty seven, thirty eight million dollars for yeah. Dak this year. That's thirty seven, thirty eight million dollars against the cap mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. That's true. Why wouldn't you just try to sign him to a long-term deal and then you get to reduce your cap because right now they have 25 million dollars in cap space they don't have enough cap space to s- sign Dak to right. a franchise tag so you, well that's you probably spend, why they're you waiting spend your so money long. on a running back yeah which was bizarre no one's spending money long term on running backs except for Jerry Jones and Zeke and maybe Zeke is that outlier and he played well down the stretch last year so it's not like he's over the hill just yet but you were able to invest in your running back. Why are you so cold on investing in your quarterback? It's it's very dumbfounding to me. Yeah, it doesn't that really cap, make... If you sign him to a long-term deal and backload that cap, you can get that cap hit down to like something like $15 million, $16 million this year, something very affordable, and you could still have money to go out and spend in this offseason. Right. Whereas it's... the franchise tag, you got to make cuts, and you got to figure out how you're going to sign your draft picks, and you're really limited as far as bringing in anybody else. Yeah. So it just right. makes sense for them to get this deal done with Dak, and he's your quarterback. Yeah, and again, I don't I don't get it. Um, and it's and like I said, there's not a lot of communication had either either way. Like, you know, like I said, Dak doesn't really control what the Cowboys do. Like, he can call them up, but if they don't have a deal in place for him or they don't have anything drawn up, you know, what is Dak going to do? Like, he can't write the contract himself. That's not how it works. Um, he can't place the franchise tag on himself. I think that's the biggest thing, and that's probably where all of the, I guess, negative energy comes from, at least from Dak's part, is just tell me what is going on. Like, give me an indication. And I think that, you know, if Dak would have an idea of this is what the, the Cowboys want to do, like, they're going to place the franchise tag on him. If that was the news going around right now, I don't think there would be as much friction because at least then you would know what's going on. But if you're Dak Prescott right now, you really don't have any – you know, you don't have any uh, communication. You really don't have any idea what's going to happen. Um, but I will say this. If it is the franchise tag, I feel like Dak would have a hard time 
um, you know, not playing for that because it is, like you said, $38 million guaranteed. I mean, Cowboys, Dak is 1-2 and two in the playoffs. He already has a playoff win. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo went 2-4, and four, and it took him five years to get his first it's, playoff it's win. It's this weird thing that NFL teams, we've talked about this before, NFL teams are so quick to give up on their quarterbacks, right? I mean, we were we were talking about how Ben Roethlisberger and Eli and and Ben were the last class of guys to really stick around for one team for so long, other than Andrew Luck, who would have stuck around if he never retired, and Russell Wilson. There aren't many guys younger than that or even like around that same age who have been with the, with the same team since they've been drafted. I mean, Kellen pointed out in – from 2009 to 2016, no first-round quarterbacks uh, are on the team that they were are still on the team that they were drafted by. It, are do you see it possible Dallas trying to move on from Dak at some point? Well, it just feels like Jerry Jones has to think in his mind. There's something better out there, or else he would have. Well, I don't Dak know what's already. what's better out there. Deshaun Watson. You don't have the capital to go out and get Deshaun Watson. I don't think you have the cap space to afford his deal, and I don't think that you have what teams would want for Deshaun Watson. Your draft pick is it's number 12 right now in the first round, and you have potential on your roster, so GMs are going to look at you and say, I give you Deshaun Watson, your first-round picks are going to be 25 or higher. I don't want to do that right now. So I don't see any option out there. I think this is just going to be classic Jerry Jones, classic negotiation tactics, and eventually you'll see the franchise tag placed in, but I do think before July's deadline you'll see a long-term deal worked out with Dak. Do you? I do. I mean, I believe it. I think that's the best option for— Plus, that gives him some confidence now as he heads into the season. I am the Dallas Cowboys franchise quarterback. That goes a long way. Now he can focus on playoff runs. Right. Getting the Cowboys back to a Super Bowl. And I think that's the best thing for both parties is a long-term deal. That way, um, like we keep talking about, Dak will know that, like you said, I am the starter moving forward. I am the starter of the future. I'm the starter now. Um, And a long-term deal would give him that. But it's just the situation and the way you get there is so head-scratching. It's so, um, like you said, Tom, it's just dumbfounding because you know what you have in Dak Prescott. You know, is he – you know, he's a top 10 quarterback in this league. Is he, um, you know, on that upper tier of great yet? No, maybe not, but he's definitely ascending towards that. He's Do you definitely think he's a top 10 guy. Yeah, I mean, I think you could talk me into him being a top 10 quarterback yeah, in the league. I mean, he's I know not, you do, if he's not out, if he's not in the top 10, he's like 12. Yeah, I, I would say 12 comfortably. I mean, it also, you got to say, too, you got to give him. Not give him, but give his team credit. I think sometimes you see the quarterback making his players better, but sometimes it's the opposite. I mean, we saw a different Dallas offense when, uh, was it two years ago at this point, when they brought in Amari Cooper? I mean, mm-hmm. things things drastically changed for them. They yeah. were kind of a stagnant offense despite the talent. Amari Cooper comes in, and all of a sudden they're, they're high-flying. And I'm sure Dak Prescott is going to love having a full season to throw to CeeDee Lamb now also, but... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I agree with Kellen. I think he's a top 12 guy easily, and I think I you could make the argument for him that he's a top 10 guy too. But it, So that puzzles you. Like, why? I mean, the same go for Deshaun Watson. Why are these guys, why are these teams with top 10 quarterbacks in their ro- on their rosters, in their pockets, not making deals, or not even not making deals, but not 
treating these guys like the talent they are not even communicating exactly right not even like mistreating them you're not even talking to them keeping them in the dark let's end this episode with seattle Mm. and you know every time i hear news out of seattle it just seems to get worse and worse where three weeks ago and there was the first reported friction between russell wilson and the seahawks i was expecting it to just get better and better from that point and say okay we have the problem let's fix it because you're our guy there's friction okay hey russ we don't like that you said this publicly but let's work towards a solution here but it just keeps coming out that there's frustration from both camps where right. Every Russell time, Wilson isn't even just saying, I'm sick of Seattle. Seattle's saying, we're a little sick of Russell Wilson. And it's as like, you, that's cringeworthy when Seattle says it. As you said, Tom, every time you hear something about it, it's not just from Russell. It's every other time you hear, okay, Russell was unhappy, and then you heard outwardly publicly that the Seattle Seahawks were unhappy with whatever Russell said, and then Russell comes back at them, and then the Seattle Seahawks come back at Russell. And around and around we go. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. No. Do you guys do you do you guys see Russell Wilson's situation mirroring Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott's at all? Do you think those are are worse off than Seattle and Russell Wilson? I just don't understand like what happened to Seattle to get to this point. I mean. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson won championships together. They absolutely should have a much better relationship. And the I mean, front that was, office should have a much yeah. better relationship with Russell Wilson than Houston does with Deshaun Watson because even though Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback, he hasn't done anything for Houston yet uh, that's tangible as far as winning a championship or even bringing an AFC championship home to the Texans. Uh Dallas the same way. He's got a playoff win for mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Well, you know. that's a franchise that has Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman <laughs> right. that they boast. So it's not exactly like you're high up on that pecking order. But, I mean, Russell Wilson's looking at Matt Hasselback in his rearview mirror, and he's a long way in his rearview mirror as far as the hierarchy. He's in not even in the rearview mirror, to be quarterback is. How dare you? Hasselback's got to be at least <laughs> a blip in that radar. He went to the Super Maybe. Bowl, for God's sakes. Maybe. Um, he brought a hardware back to Seattle. He brought him that George Hallis trophy. <laughs> Runner um, up though. I don't know. Pittsburgh Steelers, Dude, baby. Yeah. I don't know if um if Seattle's situation is worse. I think it's more confusing. It's more it brings up the question of why. You know what I mean? Like how why and how did we get to this point with, with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Um I think it's more confusing. I don't know if they're mishandling Wilson because I, I ultimately I think they're when he's there, they've tried to bring in people to help him win. I think you can say that. Um, and I think you could say that for everybody involved other than Deshaun Watson because they flat out stink and they've gotten rid of everybody. Um, I don't know if they're mishandling um, Russell Wilson. I mean, if I was running the team, he would definitely have more input. Um, and, you know, your Hall of Fame type quarterback would have input if he played for me. But I think the other two are worse because of the fact that, um, you know, that when you look at it, um, you know where Russell Wilson's going to play next year. I firmly believe that he's going to be a Seahawk next year, um, unless something drastically changes between now and then. Um, the other two aren't as for sure, in my opinion. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Download, subscribe to Steelers Standard on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or just listen to it at Steelers.com. Thank you for listening to us via the podcast, or if you caught us on Steelers Nation Radio, that's always great. Two for Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky. I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks for listening to the Steelers Standard.